From the PSIA AASI studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair, and we are talking Education Leadership Council, part three. Today, we're really going to be focusing on alignment and consistency. And Jeb Boyd, that sounds like what we should be doing in our skiing and riding. Is that where we're going with this? More or less. I mean, yeah, I mean, we have a national standard out there that, that charts progress for us as instructors and um, as we as we work on our skiing and riding so that our customers can um, experience a consistent educational product, whether they are in Connecticut or in the Midwest or at a destination resort out west, they, they get somewhat of a similar product, and that's really important for uh, skiing here domestically in the U.S., um, and, and to the same point, the reason that we're looking at this is so that as um, our eight divisions here in the U.S., we, we can start to to look a little bit more alike as opposed to different from each other and, and, and start to align with each other so that the educational materials and certification process looks a lot more uh, close to one another than, than different from one another. And that's really the, the driver here. And Dave, I'd like you to expound a little bit about this uh, from the national viewpoint. Alignment and consistency is something we've been working on for quite some time through our fall conferences where we bring educators from each division together and also from each discipline. And we've been kind of charting our progress based off of a strategic goal number three that came out of the leadership summit in 2016 just continuing to strive to look to best practices and where we actually truly are very much alike sometimes our membership takes a look at the differing processes and they get the perception that um, there's a completely different standard being assessed which is absolutely not the case so what we're doing here is coming together uh, we come together annually but we have working groups that are meeting almost now on a nightly basis prepping for this coming fall conference and working on aligning all of our materials. So we're using a learning outcome framework based on education to to define what success looks like at levels one, two, and three across the board. And we're working toward developing national performance guides. These performance guides are going to be literally the pieces that will let our candidates, our members, know what success looks like, know what to train to, and then know what they'll be assessed on. And then the, even better, the people doing the assessment, the examiners out there, are coming together with um, common scorecards and uh, let's, let's just say playbooks, if you will, that are um, an assessment criteria that are really, really level us across the country, across eight divisions. Now, I'm sorry to have three guys speak first, but Waylon, as we were kind of talking back and forth before we started recording, you were quite eloquent on this topic. I'd like you to share your feelings. Yeah, thank you. Um, you know, I think um, addressing our members' concerns and, and the things that they bring to light, the things that they think about daily are, are our primary focus. And one of those specifically that resonates with me is um, and I think it's a perception um, of the differences that exist and, and a reality in a lot of cases, too. And as we move forward, um, one of our big goals 
I think, should be to spread the message initially about what our similarities are. That provides a nice framework to build off of. Um, and then from there, continue to work diligently to identify what differences exist, how we can come closer together on those differences, uh, or eliminate them possibly uh, altogether so that we truly are a, a single unified force across the country, regardless of who we serve or where we're serving them. Jill, how do you see this coming together? Um, you know, I mean, there are a lot of different projects in the works, as uh, as Dave mentioned, um, the learning outcomes being one and, and uh, exam guides. And there's also um, some projects being put together of trying to create more exchange between divisions, uh, both educationally and certification-wise. Um, and so there's a group working on trying to coordinate that, which is kind of a bigger project than you might just think sending somebody somewhere else and, and someone coming to your division. But uh, I think that'll be really useful, not just meeting at all conference and talking about what things our best practice where, but also going to experience them and observe and really get a good idea of how that functions in each division. And if that best practice is best practice, you know, in Northern Rocky Mountain, is it still best practice in Northern Intermountain? Or is it maybe the way that they have it for a certain reason? And so really getting to experience those um, differences and see where we can align better there and what things might be able to be more different looking, but still come out with the same outcome. And Alicia, from the PSIA, AASI home perspective, how is this working for you? What does that mean for the national office? I, I think um, it, it's a really great experience to kind of watch and go through with all of these key players. Um, the, the biggest thing is it, it makes it easier to talk to our members here in the national office. So as folks call us and they're wondering about, you know, how this process looks out east and how it's different in Rocky Mountain. And so um, it provides us the tools to be able to answer our members um, more accurately and consistently um, because the process is, is getting more and more similar. And so I think that provides us with the um, ability to just have better customer service and, and better um, communication with our members, really. Now, Jeb, I'd kind of like you to, to take this conversation over and really let's get into the feasibility of this. How can, you know, Eastern work with Far West, work with Northern Rocky and Midwest, and we all get together because terrain's so different, conditions are different. If you could just take it from there. There's no doubt. I mean, it is you know, someone who travels around these divisions, it is quite different as <laughs> you move across the country. And and I, I think, I don't know, you guys can speak up too if you have a thought there, but um, at the surface level, it is extremely feasible because at the end of the day, we are, you know, when it comes down to certification, we're certifying ski and snowboard instructors. And those ski and snowboard instructors are teaching uh, the American teaching system all across this country. So it's surface level, ultra feasible. Where it becomes challenging, in my opinion, is, is you know, the, the divisional processes have been entrenched for, 
you know, since the sixties, you know, it's been happening certain ways for a long time. And, and to, uh, people are passionate about uh, the way they do things and, and the reason they do things certain ways. And, and, and in order for us to align, we've got to, we've got to, um, uh, question some of the things that we do and, and maybe add something to what we do or take something away that we currently do in the spirit of starting to come together. And, and, and that's really easy to say, okay, we're going to go do that until it absolutely comes down to <laughs> getting it done. That's when, that's when it gets to be a challenge. And, and I've seen, I don't know, what do you guys think? Have you guys seen that too? Yeah. You know, Jeb, this is Waylon and, and I want to, um, echo some of what you're saying and say that in no way as we move forward as an organization and attempt to align, align ourselves more closely together, um, do we intend to uh, ignore or forget about the cultural differences that exist across our country? I think everybody appreciates those and recognizes that they exist. And, you know, for me, it's really about identifying the commonalities that we have and using that as the foundation to build upon or even potentially uh, erode some of those entrenched um, concepts or ideas that, that you were speaking to. That's really where I see uh, a lot of opportunity is just recognizing how close we really are um, and, and use that to, to help break down some of those barriers. And, and I, think it, I think it is possible, but it's, uh, it's, it's a difficult task for sure. Mm-hmm. To piggyback on what um, Jeb and Waylon were saying, I think it, it's really kind of neat as you're in these task force calls um, and in the calls with the ELC on a regular basis, where um, you know we're we're almost better together than we are separate because it, it's been so siloed between divisions and disciplines um, that when we all start talking together, you know, someone from the east is saying, "Oh well, I would really like to do this, and we're working on that." And then you hear someone from Northwest who's like, oh, well, we already did that. This is what we learned. And so then you start those conversations, um, and now you have two divisions who are going through the process together and, and really learning um, how to communicate and, and really produce a better product. So I think it's really important to, to just think that we are better together. And, yes, there are some terrain differences and, and weather differences from east to west, but um, really what we're learning is, you know, the more that we communicate and we talk, um, we're only producing a, a better product for our members and for our customers who come in and take lessons. Jill? Uh, I was just, I had kind of a personal anecdote when I was listening to Jeb and Waylon. Um, I got to spend some time in the Southern Hemisphere a, a while ago, but I think my main takeaway there after learning about different um, countries' uh, systems, and, and, you know, I was in the New Zealand system, but then I got to experience folks from all over Europe, and good skiing and good teaching is good skiing and good teaching regardless of where you are. And I think, you know, there are different ways to get there, but the more that our country tries to make our system more succinct, I think the message and, and the beauty of the American uh, system is that it is so flexible. Um, and so I think making that more tightly packaged and understood will just make us as an organization 
just look a lot more put together. <laughs> and hopefully more people can embrace that more flexible understanding of how you can teach skiing and how you can ski well and how you can get there. So is there a lot of communication going on now between divisions, Jeb? A ton. More so than ever. And if you're not in the mix, it, like, stands out big time. Um, uh, and, and what's really exciting is you're seeing divisions uh, before they make any decisions. It seems more and more like they're checking in with the ELC to say, this is the direction we want to, we're thinking about moving you know, uh, you know, what's your thoughts as a, as a group, which is, uh, you know, a testament to this process that things are, are definitely coming together and reacting like one nation. Now, you know, and what's interesting there is that the U.S. is, is a little different than many other countries. In a lot of other, you know, skiing and snowboard nations out there, there's a national process. They don't have the divisions uh, like we do in in the U.S. For one reason is because our country is just so massive. Um, if you look at some of the European nations, you know it's it's they're they're smaller and they're they're a little bit more similar in size just because of their geography being so close. So they have their way, their national ski school way, um, and so we're really I, I don't even know if there are other countries, but most countries. Um, who do it our way. Most countries do it one singular way. Um, we have our divisions in place and we have to work, we work well with our divisions and, and that's what makes the U S system so unique. Um, is that, you know, we, we do things, we follow a similar standard across the country, but each division has the authority to, um, uh, bring that program to life in the way that makes the most sense of the geographic, geography and the members within that geography. So it's important for us to work uh, closely together so that we don't stray. And Dave, I'd like you to hop in there. Yeah, absolutely. One thing that we haven't even mentioned on this particular call is, is the next step of this alignment process and working with our partners at Penn State University just a bonus uh, piece to uh, us coming together and using a common, common language model in learning outcomes is we're also working to align to university credits. So we're working within the uh, tourism management park and recreation school within Penn State University to develop a snow sports education degree at some point. We have a 10-year plan where we're we're mapping that out. One of our first steps is to do the work that we're talking about on this particular call today. So not only is it aligning us to ourselves and creating that much more consistency, but it's also creating an, an amazing platform where we have an outside uh, education body that's looking at us and verifying that what we're doing is, in fact, consistent across the country, and it also lines up with, with academic standards uh, in terms of how it crosses over to university credits. And, I mean, what an incredible opportunity as we're looking to keep more instructors in the game or at least recognize that, hey, they can, they can actually make a career out of this thing. They can, they, can, um, they can work toward maybe a degree program, and maybe when they do decide to stop teaching one day, they've got transferable crossover skills 
that will go over into a whole variety of other career options for them. So it's a super exciting process that we're working on. I just wanted to, to mention that little kind of bonus <laughs> addition to why this alignment is so important. And Waylon, I'd like you to jump in with some more talk on communication between the divisions. I love hearing this rather than a competitiveness between the divisions. Yeah, you know, and, and to tie that into um, the, the anecdote from, from Jill and, and what Jeb's talking about, one of the great outcomes of this communication is um, not only are, are we talking between disciplines, so you've got somebody from one discipline, um, you know, Alpine, let's say, they're speaking to their counterpart in another division, but we're actually starting to see a lot of interdisciplinary com communication that's across divisions as well. And when that type of conversation is happening, the opportunities just grow exponentially. I mean, it's so amazing to watch and, and hear people talk about how they had a challenge and the person that resolved it actually doesn't know much about the sport that they do. You know, they do a different sport. Um, th that stuff is super cool to hear. Um, speaking to Jill's, you know, flexibility, one thing that's really, really interesting, and I think that it, it, it's maybe not getting enough uh, talk time, is that the differences in process across our country actually allow us, through this communication, to offer multiple avenues for members to achieve certification. So when we go out and we teach skiing or riding on snow, um, we don't offer the same lesson every time, regardless of who shows up. These differences that we have in, in process allow us to do that as well for our members. If somebody comes to one of the trainers and they're saying, oh, man, I'm, I'm not positive a modular format where I've got one day to, to demonstrate my skill set. It really works for me. I need multiple days where it's sort of a mishmash. And, you know, we now know like, oh, okay, I, you should check out this division. They have that as, as one of their offerings. Um, and it, it allows us to offer, a, a, honestly, a better product in some cases based on the, the learning styles and preferences of, of the membership. And Alicia, are you noticing this? Yeah, I think um, it's it's truly um, inspiring as you're on. Um, we have monthly um, calls with each task force across all of the, the disciplines. And to kind of speak to that interdiscipline conversation that Waylon was saying, it's really kind of neat to see, um, you know, someone from the Alpine group join an adaptive call and speak to some of the items that they're working on currently and, and have the adaptive task force be receptive to that. Um, it's also really interesting when um, you're talking more in line of teaching and people skills um, because that is interdisciplinary. That, that can go through all of the disciplines um, and see, see the different you know, snowboarders working with the, the telemark folks, um, working with the cross-country folks. Um, and just really refining what it means to be a good teacher and what it means to, to have those interpersonal and intrapersonal skills. So I think um, that's where I'm seeing it the most. And that, again, just offers um, us better ability to provide the greatest lesson that we can. Jill? Well, I mean, I totally agree with Alicia in that 
having that communication on all levels, you know, like they're saying, um, between, di between disciplines um, and then um, folks across the country just offering their information to others or ideas or things, uh, processes that they've gone to through changing how they've done things in the past or what they're moving towards just makes us all grow um, in a way that's just going to help the member and the organization improve. I mean, that's kind of the way we're trying to go. We want to make things better in general for everybody. And so um, I think just keep keeping our ideas fresh and keeping communicating and the ideas flowing is the way to, to help us really kind of come together and, and keep moving towards better. Excellent, Jill. I'd really like to just get final thoughts from each of you on this topic. Alicia, let's start with you. Yeah, I think um, it's very inspiring, and it feels like we're headed in in a great direction. I've been with PSIASI for almost three years now, and the amount of excitement and energy that we have going on with this newfound communication and um, in breaking down some of the barriers between divisions and disciplines, it's it's really exciting news. And as we head into this next season, I'm I, I'm so excited to see where we head with, um, you know, moving these projects forward. As Dave mentioned, the credit alignment and working with Penn State University, um, you know, that's only going to make our credibility as an organization and for our instructors. Um, just continue to increase and, and really validate what we're doing, um, you know, as an education body. So I'm I'm super excited for this upcoming season and for um, the next year, um, next years to come. Jeb, you know, it's it's rarely do you run into someone or an association that doesn't want to get better. Everybody wants to get better at what they do, and and everybody does individually what they feel is the right thing to do. Um, but when you come together and share those best practices, as Dave was talking uh, about, I mean, I've witnessed firsthand um, uh, improvements that, like, as an example that I never saw before. I, I never even would have thought about doing Idea X until we came together and I heard of another division doing Idea X. And now we can le can all learn from that. So, uh, yeah, everybody wants to be good at what we do here. Um, but we're stronger as, as a larger association, and and by uh, bringing all of us together as, as um, eight, eight uh, divisions across the country as well as the National Association, we are getting stronger, and I'm stoked for that. Jill? Yeah, like Alicia said, just excited to see how things go, and um, you know, we're all doing our best to, to make the best choices and, and um, material and, and prepare as much as we can. And we're going to learn from the things we need to do better. And we're going to, um, you know, keep pushing ahead. I think that's how, how organizations continue to help folks. Waylon? Yeah, I just want to thank everybody uh, for their hard work. And say, you know, to the membership out there that we're listening, uh, we hear you, um, and we care. We wanna, we wanna make things better um, for you, uh, so that you can get the most out of your teaching experience. 
uh, and your personal growth as, as, as humanly possible. Um, you know, we're, it's, there's some really, really heavy lifting to do, and, and we recognize that. Uh, and there's a lot of folks that are really, really excited to do it. Um, I think that's the, the general undercurrent is the, the, the work is and the hard work that's ahead of us is overshadowed by the excitement and enthusiasm to, to get it done uh, on behalf of everybody out there in our country that's, that's sharing these great sports with people. And Dave, I'd like you to summarize. I just want to say, though, uh, Waylon, you said we hear you. And, you know, doing these, I really believe you. And I don't believe you just hear us, but you're listening and you're actually taking some action and really doing a great job. Would you agree, Dave? Absolutely. Let's face it. Um, this is a super, really exciting project to really get well, excited about, for lack of better words. And we have to also remember that the people that are doing this work are volunteering their time. Uh, we're, this particular week, we've had multiple calls every evening because, let's face it, everyone has day jobs, and, and, uh, but they're putting the time in to get together on, um, on regular calls and crunching out a ton of work right now through through shared Google documents or, or base, we use Basecamp as a project management tool. And um, I guess to sum things up, uh, I guess cats and dogs can live and work together is what we're seeing. Um, Jeb mentioned other organizations around the world. I would say typically um, other federations or organizations separate all of their disciplines as a completely separate organization. You know, so for instance, our brothers and sisters to the north in Canada, there's CSIA that represents Alpine. There's CASI that is the snowboard group. And it's really difficult when you've got two different organizations for them to be working closely together. And um, yeah, we have sometimes in the past maybe had our disciplines kind of focused on their projects and haven't had the interaction but we're seeing it now, and we're seeing the success of it, and um, it's just it's phenomenal how, uh, how much we're going to be able to accomplish. I sure thank all of you for joining us for uh, First Chair today and taking time out of your afternoon. Thanks very much. Thank you, George. Yeah, thanks, George. Thank thanks, George. From the thanks, PSI, George. AASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.